News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Macias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change that our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Welcome to episode 37 of the Luke Macias Show. Uh, we are going to take today to discuss, I think, what is the biggest story in Texas right now, and that is the case of Botham Jean and Amber Geiger. Um, we're also going to discuss the outcome of that case. We're going to discuss the hope that has sprung from the courageous actions of one man in particular, um, that being Brant Jean, Botham's brother. I'm sure many of you, our listeners, have seen the video. If you haven't, you can go to our Facebook page. You can go really anywhere. Just Google Brant Jean, and you'll see the courageous words of a 19-year-old young man who forgave Amber Geiger, a police officer who killed his innocent brother. Um, And we're also going to talk about some unfortunate reactions to these courageous um, actions of, of Brant. So, guys, uh, just to catch you up very quickly, and then we're going to go to uh, Brant's words himself. Amber Geiger was a police officer who in Dallas uh, walked in on her neighbor's apartment. Uh, She claims to have thought that that apartment was her own. Um, He was an innocent young man who uh, had somebody invade his own property, pull a gun on him. He was eating ice cream, and she uh, shot him. She ended his life. And so this caused a lot of controversy. And uh, I remember when it happened. And I know many of my fellow Texans know when it happened and the reporting that was done on it and the concerns that people had over this being a policeman and this being a man of color and all of the uh, racial tensions that arise from these incidents. And um, and so the court uh, case was going on this last week. And the jury of Amber's peers decided that she was a, indeed a murderer. And they, uh, they said that she was a murderer. And this came to the surprise of, of many, some who were in the minority community who thought that this would not happen and felt that it was more just that she be called that. Um, in fact, there were other people like Mark Davis, um, a prominent conservative voice in the DFW area, uh, who was on the side of saying that he thought that she should not be Uh, labeled a murderer, but this should be given a manslaughter charge um, due to the fact that this was not her intention, but it was a mistake and she did kill an innocent life in the process. Uh, This episode is not about that and we're not going to discuss the differences and the reason we're not going to discuss the different opinions one way or the other is that Brant Jean changed the discussion. I want to follow up. So after she was uh, given the sentence of murder, the jury also decided to give her 10 years, which for some people seemed light and for some people seemed fair. So in the midst of these different disagreements on a very controversial case, in a very controversial situation, um, in walks Brant Jean to the narrative. And... uh, for those listening or, or watching this, we're just going to play this video real quick and I'll put it up um, for the Facebook and YouTube video. And if you're listening, you'll hear this audio so you can uh, understand what Brant's words were. Okay, so we're going to bear with me for just a second while I get this going. 
I forgive you. And I know if you go to God and ask him, he will forgive you. And I don't think anyone could say it. Again, I'm speaking for myself, not even bad for my family. But I love you just like anyone else. And I'm not going to say I hope you rot and die just like my brother did, but I see, I, I personally want the best for you. And I, I wasn't going to ever say this in front of my family or anyone, but I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you. Because I know that's what that's exactly what both of them would want you to do. And the best would be give your life to Christ. I'm not going to say anything else. I think giving your life to Christ would be the best thing that both of them would want you to do. Again, I love you as a person. And I don't wish anything bad on you. I don't know if this is possible, but can, can I give her a hug, please? Please? Yes. many of you have asked yourself the same question since watching Brant's comments, and, and that would be, would I have the same strength and willingness uh, to forgive somebody who took the life of my innocent family member? And I hope and pray that if I ever find myself in such a situation that the Lord would give me the grace sufficient to do so. Brant's comments have, for the large part, dominated the media coverage, which I really appreciate. He took an issue that could have been a dividing issue in our nation and he found and gave us, he gave us a way to unite. To unite around the idea of forgiveness. It's something we all know is necessary in the world. 
This isn't a right or a left thing. It's not a Democrat or a Republican thing. There are going to be people on all sides of the political spectrum. There will be people of all colors and creeds who see and saw this as the message of mercy that was needed. Does that mean that Amber didn't do anything wrong? Absolutely not. You know, people often get mad at the justice system. They get mad at the way one group of people are treated over another. But what Brandt did was he decided that in his own way, for himself, he was going to forgive. And if there's one person in this particular situation who has the right to not forgive, it would be Brandt. And I think for most people, they had to take a step back and before engaging on the political rhetoric, had to acknowledge just what this really was about. I'm grateful for Brandt for doing that. You know, Republicans love to point to President Barack Obama and the fact that even after he got elected, even after a black man got elected, racial tensions rose during his presidency. And they want to blame him for that. And then, of course, Democrats say, well, we're going to blame the people that didn't like having a black president. They're the reason that we had racial tensions. And then Democrats like pointing to Trump and saying that the election of him as president has led to the racial tensions that currently exist. And the truth is, I, as a conservative Republican, believe that even if a Democrat were to have been elected, even if Hillary Clinton were to have been elected, there would still remain significant racial tensions and wounds that exist within our nation. But here is something I hope we can unite around, which is the idea that Brant Jean did more to heal the racial tensions in our nation than any president ever has, maybe ever will do. Watching people's reactions has been a uniting thing. In fact, Joe Moody, a state representative from El Paso, I'm going to read his tweet on this issue because it's something that I wholeheartedly agree with. But he said... There is nothing easy about dealing with violence. However, this act of love and mercy should inspire all of us to always strive to be better people, always lead with love. And that is from a Democrat state representative from El Paso, somebody who I do not agree with on many issues. I definitely do not fall in line with him regarding um, many social or fiscal policies that affect our state. And, uh, and this is where I want to get to my biggest frustration within this story, which was by the uh, Texas Tribune and Washington Post. And uh, this is not an indictment on every single person who works at any either one of those institutions, but uh, I am very displeased, upset, and saddened by the reporting that they decided to do in one particular piece that they posted on Thursday. Uh, and I'm going to read y'all the headline. They said Amber Geiger was hugged by her victim's brother and a judge igniting a debate about forgiveness and race. Some were confused, troubled, and outraged after Amber Geiger received embraces from both the victim's brother and the judge. 
This is really, really, really unfortunate and honestly should anger most Texans. The act of a young man communicating forgiveness was turned by the Washington Post and the Texas Tribune into another piece written to further divide our society and our culture. It's pretty outrageous. They went on to talk about 18-year-old Brant. I guess I said 19 earlier, but in their story they say 18, so I'll take their word for it. They quote Ted Cruz and Nikki Haley. They even quote the uh, district attorney, I believe, somewhere in here, who said um, it was a demonstration of Christian love. Ted Cruz saying Christian love. Amazing act of healing is what Ted Cruz called it. They even quoted Nikki Haley saying this was an amazing example of faith, love, and forgiveness. They don't identify the district attorney as a Democrat, which would probably be more appropriate at this particular time since they've used two very prominent Republican figures. And then they go on to quote several people who are upset with this. Now, I really want to stop before I get into this. I have a tremendous amount of liberal left-leaning friends and family who have all, I think, agreed with the general assessment that this story and Brant's forgiveness is something to be commended, something to be praised. It doesn't surprise me that if you go hunting, you can find a handful of people that somehow are going to take issue with his words. It troubles me that the Tribune and the Washington Post decided to go try to hunt those people down to make them the other side of this story. That is very, very troubling and will only stroke additional tensions and division. Even through Brant's courage, they are going to try to insist on drawing attention to a handful of people that find this act of forgiveness divisive. So they quote Jamar Tisby, black people, when they experience injustice, there's almost an expectation that we will immediately forgive and therefore can sort of move on. So I think a lot of people are reacting that we have a right to be angry, a right to grieve, and a right to want justice. Now, I know that I don't have Jamar here, and and this is just one quote, right? So there's other things that he probably would have said. But I'm going to take issue with something he said here and something that the Washington Post and Tribune decided to draw attention to, which is saying that there's an, ex, there's an expectation that black people will immediately forgive. Well, let me just let Mr. Tisby know that the reason that Brant's video has been seen by hundreds of millions of people is because no one expected it. No one expected it. This was not something that our nation just expects you to show up with and deliver. I wish we had an expectation of forgiveness through all of society. When you look at the comments on this video, man, we need more of this in America. People are saying that of themselves. We, I, need more forgiveness. 
Brant's actions were not expected. They were no more expected by me or anyone else, and they weren't expected by Jamar Tisby. I absolutely do not believe that he watched Brant's actions and said, oh, that's just expected. Um, There are a number of other people that they decided to quote. They quoted a New York Times article titled, Why I Can't Forgive Dylan Roof. Again, going back to another case in 2015 to try to make sure people know not everyone agrees with this idea of forgiveness. They quote this very hurt, clearly bitter writer who says white people embrace narratives about forgiveness so they can pretend the world is a fairer place than it actually is and that racism is merely a vestige of a painful past instead of this indelible part of our present. What does that have to do with Brant's hug and offer of forgiveness in 2019? I don't know, but evidently it's the other narrative that must be pushed by a media that is determined to stoke the division that exists within our state. It's absolutely absurd. And the more you read this article, the more you will be saddened. Now, I want to make sure it's clear. I think there is such a small group of Texans that would even read this and find some agreement with it. I think the vast majority of people on the right and the left can unite behind Brant's actions. It is very unfortunate. It is shameful that the Texas Tribune and the Washington Post decided to print this story immediately following one of the, probably the most viewed video in the last week, which was Brant Jean's offer of forgiveness to Amber Geiger. In an increasingly secular culture, we are going to have a harder and harder time as a nation understanding forgiveness. There's a reason that Brant's offer came with a recommendation that Amber consider accepting Christ. After all, Christ is the one who gave this example when he was on the cross and people were sneering at him, religious and secular, when people were dividing up his goods and casting lots to get them, gambling for his possessions, when people were making fun of him, when they were challenging him. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. What about that ask for forgiveness is remarkable? It's that no one was even asking to be forgiven. You know, I have an easier time forgiving someone if they'll just ask me. That's what I do with my wife more often than not, right? If I feel like she's wronged me in some way, I mean, I'm, I can forgive her. But man, I want her to ask. I want her to tell me she did something wrong. Hmm. You can't watch Brant's words 
and not be convicted to your core. Colossians 3.13 says, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And that is undoubtedly the message that Brant was giving to Amber, both in his words and his embrace. The embrace is key. It pricked the hearts of a nation. And yet a couple writers at the Washington Post quote a New York Times columnist and get published in the Texas Tribune saying, wait, let's talk about why some people have a legitimate gripe with this situation, why some people don't think we should forgive. There is no room for progress, healing within our society for that kind of narrative. You know, in Corinthians, it ends with the idea, faith, hope, and love. These things remain, but the greatest of these is love. It's a message that Brandt decided to deliver to Texas. It's a message that went across the nation. My goal would be for you to take away that we are blessed in Texans to have such courageous and strong citizens as Brant Jean. We clearly have some in our culture that are even involved in some of the larger institutions like the Texas Tribune, Washington Post, and New York Times, who even in that situation seek to further divide us. Don't let them do it. Please don't let them do it. And please don't think that I'm telling you that every single wrong has been righted. But understand that the point of forgiving, an unconditional forgiveness, is something we all need more of. And I do want to also leave you with Brandt's message that if you really do want the peace that surpasses all understanding, it will only be found at the cross of Christ. I'm sure many of you who are subscribers to this podcast don't come here on a weekly basis to receive a sermon. But Brant Jean has inserted that into our culture and society just for a week. And for that, I'm very grateful. God bless you. Guys, our sponsor for today's show is Patriot Academy, patriotacademy.com. You have heard me talk about this organization, but um, this truly is, for many students, a life-altering event. Um, I cannot tell you how many 16, 17, 18, 20, 25-year-olds that have gone to this leadership program and come out with a, an entirely new direction for their life. You can go to patriotacademy.com to find out where they do these events, but essentially they take these students and they go through a week of being a legislator. They actually debate in the in the Texas House of Representatives, in the uh, Delaware House of Representatives, Idaho House of Representatives. It's an incredible experience. I have been involved with them. I believe in what they do. In fact, if you contact them and tell them that you heard about them through the Luke Messias show, I will contribute toward your 
uh, fee of actually attending. If you know a student that needs to go, that needs direction for their life, they're going to have an opportunity to learn about worldview, about free market economics, about the values that hold society together, and they're going to have an opportunity to be equipped to be a part of making the change that our community, our state, our nation need. So patriotacademy.com, we're grateful for their willingness to sponsor this podcast, and we also want to encourage each and every one of you to check them out. Please do so today. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messias Show. If you value this content and want our message to spread, please consider three of the following steps. One, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to us on and leave us a review. Two, visit lukemessias.com and sign up for our email alerts. And three, follow Raz and I on Twitter and visit my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Texas. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Luke Macias, Texas. Thank you so much and God bless.